0: Project them into a possible wild card position. It would bring them seven and five if they won. But a late interception by the Giants will preserve a giant victory. An upset win as the Giants lead seventeen to twelve. We're inside thirty seconds. The Eagles have no timeouts.
1: Wait a minute! Here's a free fly. I don't believe it. The Eagles pick it up and Herman Edwards runs it in for a touchdown.
0: Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $50 million and above. And what that means to you is for example, week five, we went 14 into 87%. Uh to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. And if we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, i figured out but we have a lot of fun at the same time we use business and financial concepts that i use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time highest and best use of your time uh same methods right to help folks uh, invest in the right business and in the right stock make sure their money outlasts their retirement same process we use to predict the games successfully uh Decision science, in terms of the mean, probability theory, are all used in this podcast. Uh, statistics. We use it all. We use all the methods to get to the truth, close to the truth. Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. We don't have as much money as Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have, right is education experience and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make it we're up to about fifty thousand dollars in nfl this year but we share we teach it with you and another important business concept if you're the toughest smartest person in the room guess what you are in the wrong room all right if you are the toughest smartest person In any particular room, you are in the wrong room. You gotta get different opinions, gotta be diverse. Diverse companies make 46% more money. And Scott's been hot. So you gotta put your ego at the door. And Ryan Scott, he's about 78% plus 80%. Uh, NBA playoffs, now the NFL playoffs, two years in a row, consistency. That's what makes it a business, right? Scalable and repeatable. Phenomenal numbers. Playoffs are supposed to be harder. Scott's making a mockery of it. Thank you, Scott. we got diversity. I'm here on the West Coast. He's over there on the East Coast, Boston. First hmm. word, Scott.
1: It's. Technology is great, how two guys, one from the West Coast, one from the East Coast, could be talking about about the sport we love, one of the sports we love is football. We can we monetize can, it. You know, yeah. highest
0: and best use of your time, right? Yeah. Uh, that we can monetize uh, watching these games and pay for vacations, pay for Christmas gifts, right? Because the knock-on betting is, you know, these guys don't have relationships, And I know that, too. I know guys who make a lot of money betting, they're in a basement by themselves. Sometimes they'll text me randomly, but you can't talk to them. Talk to them the next day because they're just so so focused. They're throwing stuff, right? We're not like that.
1: So uh, we could clinch profit for the NFL playoffs this week because yes. there will only be three games after this week. So that is what I'm shooting for. That is my, my ultimate goal is that we can clinch profit this week and then even add on to it. The next next three games, which is all that's left after this week. So um,
0: and in, in breaking down every single game for two years. Yeah, uh, I'll do a recap and then we'll get into the game. But we did NFL regular season. We 59 percent is sharp. You can live in Vegas doing that. We want to get into the 70s, 80 percent, which is the elite yep. regular season. Boom. Profit. Went into the playoffs, you went 78%. We read your coattails to that through the Super Bowl, profit. Then we did the NCAA basketball, profit. And we're close to about 80% uh, Pac-12 basketball right So I don't know if the game started, if it isn't do in-game betting. Cal is a bet tonight for Pac-12 basketball. And we've it's, always it's, do well with that. And we go into the NCAA tournament and then, uh, writing up to the NCAA tournament, I'll do a series of podcasts. And we'll talk about just quickly after this one, see if you yep. want to be part of that. Cause we could do Absolutely. that too. Absolutely. That one usually takes about a half hour. Yep. Uh, one more What one, the one dynamics is to bet.
1: One more thing. You forget college football bowl season profit.
0: Forgot about profit. that two years in a row. Profit. Yep. Uh, yep. This, this year, uh, I didn't look at a championship game, but we were like in the 60s. Remember, 59% is sharp, so you're in the 60s, you're making good money. We want to get to 70%, which is the elite status. No doubt. But it's the business. To be a business, you need to be sustainable, scalable, and repeatable, right? And that's what we're doing. Then, uh, since Scott and I are in our 50s, we go ahead and we share knowledge Mm because we've been around 100 years. Uh, during the off-season with our season podcast, uh, Fall From Grace podcast from Linda Rice and George Navarro. Amazing how many people um, did that. And we also have Motivational Mondays, so I'll get into that. And uh, Jim had a few. We'll get into that as well. Uh, so from there, we went to the NBA playoffs. Uh, again, lights out. You were a prophet in the 60s. Uh, we gave you every single Triple Crown race we gave you a monetization strategy. Maybe not the winner, but maybe uh, the second or third course that you can still monetize, put in a box or whatever. And we get into society, what's going on with society, how society has changed. Because Scott and I in our 50s, uh, society really changes every five years. Absolutely. So there's been Absolutely. a huge change in society the last 20 years that we have to keep track of yep. uh, to keep ourselves relevant. And the fact that we're not retired. We still need to make money. We still need to be engaged. Uh, It's great we have Chad on the podcast. Most of the time today, he's out on assignment. But he's in late 20s, right? So it's great for him to get his perspective and to kind of learn the world around you because you need to learn your surroundings. It's a survival uh, technique to learn uh, your surroundings, right? So then from there, we'll get into interference that book a lot of people are bringing it up now uh written like 30 years ago but now it's current with certain things going on the offseason we'll uh we'll get into that book and then uh then you get into training camp and then uh, we want to do a little bit better but we did enough we we made profit during regular season college football you do college football previews where scott helped me with the acc and then we get into training camp uh because we make it look easy, but it's not. It's a process that starts really in April. And then in April, there, we got to do it, right? Uh, I'm not superstitious. Like, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Michael Scott from The Office said uh, that he's not superstitious, but he is it's just We've done phenomenally well sitting down for three days breaking down the NFL draft in April.
1: It's it's really if you think about it, the NFL draft has led us to this point, to yes. be honest with you. So, yes. and we're on, uh, we're on for the whole draft. So yes. we're on all those hours, and you have to be able and wanting to to be on and to put in what you want to get back from it. And and we right. do as a podcast. You know, really. Chad comes on. Jim Jim lends a hand. Yes. You know, and me and Josh are on for the entire three days of drafts. So, and I, I enjoy it immensely. It's mentally challenging, but I enjoy it immensely because you get it—you get a glimpse into what these coaches and, and GMs are thinking going into exactly,
0: this. exactly. And it's different perspectives, right? Because uh, you know Scott has this, his discipline of an NBA, so I look at it from a management standpoint. Yep. Uh, and we we understand that a lot of these people get jobs because of nepotism or because somebody knows somebody, they're not good at what they do. We told you that Ritter and uh, Malik uh, – Malik Willis from the Titans weren't any good. Now I see guys on top of the draft that are not very really good because, remember, we got – this is money. We got to maintain our relationships and make money. We can't just buy the hype. Just, you know, you want to root for the kid. You want everybody to do well. But some people aren't good, and they just get in these positions because of luck. Not merit, but we monetized right the under exactly. when Malik was in there, and same thing with uh, Desmond Ritter. Uh, so exactly, we know the difference between a, you know a Stroud and maybe some of the other guys that are going to be a disaster and a waste of money, like Wilson in uh New York. We told you he sucked, and we've made money bidding all his unders, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. So, uh It's a process that we cultivated for many, many years, but we share it with you, so you monetize it. The first game we're going to get into is going to be the Jaguars. Again, we picked the second half line. Uh, Peterson going against his mentor, Andy Reid. And again, Andy Reid against one of his assistants. Uh, He usually dominates his assistants. Uh, There's a big talent gap, right? And I think there's a big organizational gap here. Uh, Jaguars defense is good. It might be even or slightly better than the Chiefs. However, uh, Andy Rees has been working on this offense for 50 years, right? So you see his real offense between the 20s. From 20 to 20 is now the air raid. That's why they got Mahomes. That's why he got advisors. Uh, They sit in the pistol. They got the guy from Nevada kind of doing a spread. Remember the air raid? The receiver and the quarterback read the defense independently. Uh, Mahomes ran the pure air raid at Texas Tech with Cleansbury, who is now in Thailand. So most people that go to Thailand are sexual, deviants. He took a one-way ticket to Thailand. Uh, Cleansbury. But I digress. Uh, pure air raid from Mike Leach, who died. And uh, Belichick is actually what's trying to get McDaniels to learn that offense a little bit, integrated with the Patriots. Uh, Reed got word of it, and he went full on. He got his quarterback. Uh, when you hear Mahomes talking about how in tune and sync he is with Kelsey, is that. Kelsey, and the same thing with uh, – now, now it makes more sense with Brady and Gronk. They were running – air raid concepts where the tight end is getting mismatches in the middle because that's what the air raid is all about, getting mismatches in the middle. I'll post a link to uh, a video from Leach talking about that where you get a tight end, a big guy in the slot, and you create mismatches. Man, and people haven't adjusted to it and they're still doing it, but you go too much on Kelsey, uh, Scantley will beat you. Hartman will be – Scott will tell you, the guy said he'll beat you if you try to double-team Kelsey. Big mismatch on the road. Uh, The problem is going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence couldn't win a playoff game with Clemson. He's inaccurate. He has trouble reading defenses. Peterson doesn't read it for him. Uh, The only reason he did good last week is because the Chargers, like we said, do not have any depth. And those guys were basically tacking, tackling dummies in the second half. Especially when Boza went out, they had nothing. So people were running right open because they were dead tired, depleted. Uh, so it's almost like a fake second half there. This is going to be a rested Chiefs defense at home. Look for the Chiefs to get out to a big lead. Uh, last time they played, uh, we predicted uh, correctly. The Jaguars are going to cover a big 14-point spread because they know each other. This isn't mentor, but this is for a lot of money. Uh, Peterson got what he needs, so this time uh, Andy Reid is going to cover the eight point and it's going to be under 53. What do you think, Scott?
1: I a thousand percent agree with you in this. And the one thing that you didn't add, Andy Reid off a buy. Is automatic, automatic, cover. This is this is the big money time. Jacksonville, all they wanted to do, and we'll talk about another team, you know, later on in the show here. All they wanted to do was win the one game, and the right. season is made. They won the one game against the Chargers in in a huge comeback. The Jacksonville weather is not going to be on their side this time. It's going right. to be cold. It's going to be who knows if it's going to rain, be windy, whatever. But Kansas City has been through this many, many times. Jacksonville has not been through this at all. You know, this team constructed. So I'm I'm, I'm with you. Kansas City minus the eight and a half under 53.
0: Yeah, big quarterback mismatch.
1: Absolutely. Big
0: big coaching mismatch as well.
1: Trevor Lawrence throws four interceptions early in the game. He's not getting away with it this time. He's just no. not doing it. So, uh, all
0: right. So, Chiefs minus eight. By that point, yep. uh, look for Andy read to bet the second half under because I see Andy read getting up to a big lead. And then, the second half, they're going to run it, uh, run out the clock. What? But, what? Uh, you know, Jacks might score a couple of cheap touchdowns, maybe a
1: touchdown in the third and fourth quarter. To, what,
0: but it's not going to go over 53 points.
1: What Andy Reid will not do is totally run up the score against Doug Peterson, right? Because even though Doug Peterson is, you know, there's is, is nothing to worry about in terms of anything with him, he just will not run the score up because he just has a friendship and a relationship from right. Back they go to the same Doug Mormon Peterson. mission.
0: Yeah, they go to the same Mormon mission. They're with, you know,
1: Frank Wright. <laughs> yeah, so. And, and uh, guess what? Guess who might be in Kansas City's offensive quarter next year? Frank Reich. Because BN- right, Bellamy, geez, I think even if is
0: it Bellamy, Bellamy, what he is is a glorified robot. Yep. Yep. You know, offensive yep. guy. Yep. Uh, all right. So, uh, Chiefs minus the eight under 53. Next game is the Giants at the Eagles minus. Eight eagles in the over/unders forty-eight. What are your thoughts, uh, Scott? What, what makes sense of that game for? Me?
1: So Philadelphia. So I, I heard Jim on the radio last night. He, I'm looking for key tidbits that he gives out on the radio. Philadelphia is totally healthy on defense. The Giants. That's that was his tidbit that I, I'm going with. Here's the re- here's the rest of the story. The Giants played a very weak Minnesota team last week on the road at Minnesota and won the game, predictably in my mind, that they were going to do that. Now, again, the same thing with Jacksonville and Kansas City. Philadelphia is a very well-rested team. Jalen Hurts is getting healthier and healthier by the day, and that defense has everybody for Philadelphia in place. Okay? The last game of the year you have to throw out because there was no Daniel Jones, no Saquon Barkley, and no wide receivers for them. Look at the first game, 48-22 Philadelphia in New York. That game was played in New York, okay? Philadelphia is going to come out and is going to want to make a statement very early in this game, which is get up early in this game by 14 or 21 points and basically put the Giants away. Because if they don't, the more and more you keep the Giants in the game, the more and more chance you have of an upset. So I think Philadelphia is going to put pedal to the metal and be aggressive early in this game and throw a lot and then settle into a running game like they have all year long. So in that case, I like Philadelphia laying the points minus the eight. And I like this game to go over because of the simple fact that the Giants will will cover the second half line Especially if Philadelphia is up 21 to nothing or 24 nothing. We've we've create, we've had that print, uh, building block all year long. Philadelphia's second half line go against yeah. them. I'm gonna do it again because I think Philadelphia's gonna get a big lead and is gonna sit on the ball and is gonna run the ball and the Giants are gonna have to play catch up. And Daniel Jones is capable enough quarterback to put up a couple of touchdowns and put this game over, close to 50. I think it's gonna barely squeak over in this instance, because of the game flow. And I may change that. I might change that. I might DM you and change that. But for right okay. now, I'm not changing the side. Philadelphia's going to win this game by by 10 to 14 points for sure um, in my mind. And I'm going to go over tentatively right now. So those are my two picks.
0: Right. And uh, we'll have Chad break the tie
1: again yep. with him. But most likely
0: Chad's been on that over. because every single game has gone over pretty much other than the uh, Baltimore game that I bet early. Uh, so definitely, uh, Brian D ball, uh, he won a national title with, uh, Nick Satan, right mm-hmm. uh, The Philadelphia coach is an Andy Reed disciple. So basically you're describing this game being just like Andy Reed. Yeah. Uh, the giants have the lowest, uh, payroll in the nfl this side of the bears
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so their success is bad for the nfl because teams are now saying oh we're going to just run our guys have them play special teams and 100 of snaps on defense i think this is bad for football mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're having success but it's because brian Deball being well trained by the nick satans of the world um i'm looking up his biography right now uh, brian debaugh
1: uh he, he is a coach's coach. He was with the Patriots yeah. at some point on Bella staff. He was, yeah. he might have been the head coach in Cleveland for a year or two. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. We would
0: look it up his Wikipedia real quick. I've seen it before, but I just don't want to make it sick. Right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. he was with the uh, Patriots from 2001 to 2006. He was at Michigan, Michigan State, a graduate assistant, which is Antonio. Antonio is from the Bill Belichick mafia tree. Yeah. The New York Jets, the Cleveland Clowns in 2009 to 10, Miami, Kansas City 2012 with Andy Reid. Remember, Andy Reid takes this seriously as far as mentoring head coaches. That's why he has a successful head coach and better record than Belichick's guys.
1: Yes, it does. Yes, it does.
0: So after uh, Andy Reid, he goes back to the Patriots, and you know Belichick hires all his kids. So the fact that he's hiring you twice. Yeah. Usually, once you leave the Patriots, you're never coming back. Right. The fact that, he, that, that you're uh, there twice means that he's a coach's coach. So, he's, he does everything by the book. So, uh, what an offensive coordinator does is he sets up plays in the first half, right, for the second half. Yep. That's why they do so well in the second half. Every play they run is a setup because you're going to – get in that same formation and then run a different play because you're going to make an adjustment and he's going to beat you with that. So, uh, he protected his bad defense very well this year. He's done a great job with that. He certainly Uh, has, but now you're in the playoffs and this is where the lack of depth is going to bite them because, uh, the extra week. Philadelphia's had an extra week of rest. So uh, it's going to be very important for the Giants to run first and second down uh, for no other reason than to rest their defense. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one of these things that's not sustainable. It's not a business. You can't run Daniel Jones uh, as much as they've run. He ran 17 times. He took a lot of hits. This is for keeps, a lot of money on the line, uh, and he's not going to get any roughing penalties. Okay? right? He's not going to get any roughing penalties because uh, this ref is 13-1 and one to Philadelphia. He always uh, makes calls uh, twice as much for the home team that he does the road team. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to get in any trouble because that's what he wants, to make money. Because it's all about that money, man.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Right. So uh, that's why I think it's going to go under. Uh, And what I'll do is I'll make sure I tweet it out what the consensus
1: uh, pick
0: is. I'm with you, by the way. I agree that it's going to be.
1: Pardon me? I'm with you, by the way. I'm with you. What's on the under? I'm going to change to the under, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: Uh, because it's going to be a run fest, but I do think yeah. the Eagles usually in these types of games uh, it goes under and the favorite doesn't cover. I think the Eagles are going to cover mm-hmm. because of the rest and of familiarity. Right, the rest and the familiarity they'll be able to to cover, and then uh, they will, like Scott said, sit on the lead. Right, just because he's a Reed disciple, and they got big fish for Fry. They don't want to show. Their opponent next week. What what do they want to do? All right. So we got the Eagles minus eight, under forty eight, and arrested uh, Jalen Hurts. He's not going to be. He's not going to have to read defenses because again, since the Giants are so under the salary cap and do not have depth, they have to sit and zone to uh, rest the legs of the defense. They can't be a man-man defense running all over the field. <laughs> they have to play in their zone to save their legs. Right.
1: So give me the Eagles minus eight, under forty-eight. Plus plus the referee factor you brought up is a heavy lean toward Philadelphia too. The right. thirteen and one with the referee that's ref in the game. So
0: referee, and then when they go to New York, unless it's clear cut, New York is going to go Philadelphia saver. Yep, we've seen that a lot this year. Right, where you're watching it on TV, you're like, oh, the guy's in balance. but He's on the road. The small market team. They don't. They don't want to travel. They probably told them in the owners meeting. This and I and I predicted almost every re, uh, re, uh, replay based on a financial standpoint, not necessarily what happened on the screen. Right, right. right. That's why we make a lot of money because we're looking at it different. You're not going to get this information from NBC or major NFL media or in, Adam Schefter is going. Tell you this. they'll say they are they say they have some report and inside that it's all bs it's never never has any meat behind it right uh, right all right so then sunday uh, the bills need a stadium so remember atlanta when they needed a stadium they were in the super bowl the rams at so you can say we're crazy you can say we're conspiracy theories but it's catching it's making money so we might be crazy but the ticket is real the money's real, but we can pay for it. It's real. Uh, the bills need a stadium. And remember, these stadiums aren't a couple of bucks, they're a lot of money. So, just like McDonald's, McDonald's is not a restaurant, it's a commercial real estate company. They make more money off real estate, buying the whole strip mall and anchoring it with a McDonald's. They do selling burgers. Same thing with the NFL. Uh, they want to own a piece of every stadium. Uh, the bills are Building a stadium so you're going to get the call against the Bengals. The Bengals, you say, Josh, the Bengals are a bad football team. Yes, the Bengals, except for Joe Burrow and a few other stars, is a bad football team. Zach Taylor has done a great job coaching these guys. Uh, you look at Burrow, it was second to Brady in getting rid of the ball, but because they both have two horrible offensive lines. Mm-hmm. So great job. Like DeBaw, Zach Taylor has done a masterful job coaching this team. The defensive coordinator does what he can because the defense isn't good either. They've done a great job coaching and putting their guys in, in the right position. But again, both these guys, DeBaw and Zach Taylor, are mentored by Andy Reid. They have so much knowledge of football and how the NFL works that basically you can give them anybody and um, they can be competitive. The Bills have been all over the place. I think they're going to be better this week since now they've had a regular week to sit at home, regular practice times. Uh, All of them have gotten therapy for the guy having a heart attack. Still, what's his face has been shaky, but I think the refs are going to bail him out. Uh, He can still throw the deep ball. So the Bengals are going to play that zone, keep everything in front of them. They don't have depth. They played last week. They saw that uh, uh, Allen had trouble beating defenses. Uh, Singletary in that running game is almost non-existent. Uh, and Allen's going to have to run the ball. Uh, if it wasn't a deep ball, whatever, he threw two interceptions. So maybe they can get him to calm down, get him a quarterback coach. Dorsey can do some coaching. So we're going to see, uh, not, never been impressed with McDermott. I'm impressed with McDermott that he's a good Mormon guy, like Peterson. Andrew Reed Disciple. So both Andrew Reed. There's a lot of Andrew Reed disciples going on here.
1: Yeah, I know that. Uh, Peterson know that.
0: against Andy Reid. Giants and Eagles, all Andy Reed. And this is an all Andrew Reed both. I McDermott mean, is just a clone of Andrew Reed playing that zone. That's why this game's gonna go under. I'm gonna buy it to make it under 49.
1: In the Bills,
0: minus five. That could go either way. What yeah, do you think, Scott?
1: So a lot of what you said, Jim. Coventry said last night on his <laughs> show, <laughs> Two so. pieces apart. Yeah. Um, we get
0: along.
1: So I I both teams cannot run the ball. They're yeah. not running the ball at all. So that is going to be thrown out of the game mix, I think. Uh, there's going to be a ton of passing in this game. A ton. More more so than usual in a in a AFC semifinal game in the playoffs. So, there's going to be a lot of clock stoppages for incomplete passes. There's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of deep right. shots by both quarterbacks and stuff like that. Right. The one advantage that Buffalo has, as you said, is the new stadium, number one. Number two, I think the NFL needs Buffalo in the AFC championship game more so than they need Cincinnati in there. Because so they
0: need of, the revenue for the new stadium and it's, yep. it's being built with taxpayers' dollars. Right. So, you have to make the taxpayers and the people happy.
1: If, if you have Cincinnati and Kansas City in AFC championship game, you're going to lose the New York market. Yes. So they can't, they can't do that. So they need Buffalo in this championship game to satisfy their biggest – one of their biggest two markets, New York and L.A. are their two biggest yes. markets. They need to satisfy that. So to that point, I, I'm going to take Buffalo to – they're going to win the game. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover the five. I think this is going to be a field goal game down the stretch. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game with two offenses with star-studded talent all over the receiving court. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox, Hayden Hurst. They're all stars and and really good, solid pass catches. So I think because they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, there's going to be big-time plays. The defense is going to be tired, chasing guys around. I think you're going to see both teams morph into playing zone for most of the game because of that fact. But I just think that Buffalo has the advantage at home. You know, it's going to be in the mid to low 30s with rain and snow in the forecast. I just looked at it as you were talking. So that adds another element to the game. Plus, Cincinnati's won eight, nine straight games. I I think they're due to have one of these games where – they're in a close game. and They don't pull it out in the end. So right. give me Cincinnati plus the five over the, over the number. I, I looked at it, but I don't remember what it Over 48. It's going to be like over 48. Yeah. I it's like under get, 48. We'll have it, traffic. The time is probably going to go over. because yeah. he bending over on that? Yeah. Uh, One of the teams could run the ball effectively. I would say right. under, but neither team can run the ball effectively right now. So I'm saying well, this,
0: that. this is the key, right? And, uh, In the offseason, we do this a lot, and I got a couple of NFL players that I've interviewed. I'll retweet those. Chad uh, played college football, works out with all the guys in this game. He would say, oh, man, I have a bias in this, man. Josh helped me pick this because he works out with Joe Burrow, and he works out with uh, Josh Allen. And then listening to Jim, you learn a lot about football. And I've been to more than 30 years of training camps. So you see that book there, right? how to attack with a passing game. So there's a lot of insight into football. So the insight we give into football that we give on the show is directly linked to sports betting to put money in your pocket. So with bad offensive lines, right, uh, why would Buffalo and Cincinnati run the ball? And I remember Tom Thompson used to do that. Man, you got a horrible offensive line, and you're still running the ball. And the insight I got from people who played in the NFL uh, is that, and coaches, that even if your running game is bad, especially these guys, Andy Reid guys with time management, even if your running game is bad, you run it on first and second down with a lead to give your defense rest. Mm-hmm. Especially Cincinnati, who's a cheap team with no backups. They have to rest as starters. Yeah, they do. Um, The Bills have a little bit more depth. They can play a little bit more man. But Ken Dorsey um, and McDermott. McDermott's a conservative guy. So uh, I see them, especially the Bills, the Bills want to get into the next round without showing too much getting out of this game. Uh, I'm going to agree with Bengals plus the five, but I'm going to go the under, because I think it's going to be like 23 17. Uh, both Jim. teams, especially with the weather, running in on first and second down, even if they get stuffed. Remember, they got two big arm primo quarterbacks. So I don't think they're afraid to, they're down to seven.
1: No, they're not. Jim seemed to believe last night, listen to him. Okay. And I don't know how much, you know, you can put as, people out there could put as much stock in it as they want. He yeah. seemed to believe it was going to be. Twenty-one seventeen somewhere in the third quarter, and then okay. all the of sudden, the teams were just going to shoot out with the passing game. That they were going to score two or three touchdowns late, late. in the game because the teams, the secondaries, will be very tired chasing guys around. So he seemed to believe it was going to shoot out late, and that's why the cut, the spread, where he said it was forty-eight, would become would go over because of that fact. He did say Cincinnati has the talent. To keep this game very close and going in down down to the stretch. So yeah. that's that's what he said last night. I put a lot of stock in what he says because he watches tape and does all this stuff. So I kind of agree with him that it's gonna be a 17-14-21-17 game, and it's just gonna shoot out at the end. This is where
0: corporate governance comes in, right? Because we always talk about fundamental analysis, people who got enriched with that, and that technical analysis, people got enriched. So you look at the corporate governance. Uh, The fact that uh, Josh Allen threw two interceptions last week, man, Andy Reid, it's always played not to lose. And that's always been uh, the knock with McDermott. Now, you look at Dorsey, he's a young guy. Yes. Versus, let's say, Belchie brings in Bill Mm O'Brien in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's different when you have overpowering, overbearing head coach. And you have an uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, you look at uh, the Ravens, right, and Greg Roman. Harbaugh's calling the shots. He's
1: right. telling Greg Roman
0: what to do. That's why they're so conservative. And again, John Harbaugh, another Andy Reid, ex assistant head coach. Yep. So McDermott this week says, okay, he threw two interceptions last week. We didn't run them. Let's run it this week. Let's run clock. Let's not beat ourselves, right? And we'll wait for Joe Burrow to throw a pick. And remember, this is a bad offense line. So he's not going to throw. Uh, he's going to throw the ball away. Uh, in the, in this scenario, especially, I think, the kicker that brought me over was you said there's going to be a weather issue. That's going to make him more conservative. So if Ken Dorsey had a bigger voice in the room, i see this going over.
1: Mm-hmm. But the
0: fact that it's McDermott, playing zone, playing keep away. Um, I think you're going to see Singletary not get 100 yards, but he's going to get a lot of carries. Uh, and I see the Bills with a lead late and then Joe Burrow coming back, scoring a touchdown to cover,
1: but not uh, beat the Bills. I, I will tell you people out there this, Josh Allen makes me very, very nervous right now, the way he's, he's throwing the ball. His right. footwork. Not that, not that he's throwing it deep because he's throwing it deep with pinpoint accuracy, but his footwork and he, the way he's throwing the ball makes me very,
0: very nervous. Then, then the expression on his face still looks spooked. And like Chad said, there's some people who believe in having your feet hot through your progressions to get rid of the ball. The problem is, I have, is that his footwork has changed. It doesn't seem like that's his philosophy. He, he was very uh, uh he, he was set his feet right through his progressions yeah. uh, throughout the season. Now he seems a little bit panicked and he seems uh, freaked out. And yeah, he does. He does. For with what happened, you know, and I do feel bad for him. So uh, we talk a lot about Jim Coventry. Uh, Guy We follow, he recommended Scott. Scott's been phenomenal. Uh, we'll put links to all his shows and stuff in the episode notes. Uh, it links to uh, to it, listen to the live stream podcast we did last week. Because even though the information is dated, the underlying evidence, the reason why is the logic is not. Totally. So sometimes it's better when you know the outcome to listen to the logic and the whys, because 59% is sharp and we're over that. And the NFL is supposed to be the hardest to pick. Yeah. For us, it's almost like any other sport.
1: And since we're talking about Cincinnati, if you remember, we've we've been talking about Jim a lot, at least I have on this pod, on the show. Jim was the one that gave you the T Higgins, that he's going to have a huge game in the Super Bowl last year. And sure enough, he did. And he gave you the whys. Because when a team plays zone and watch this game very carefully, because if Buffalo goes back into a zone, watch T Higgins start to get some momentum in his catches. Yeah. And that could put Cincinnati over the top. So Buffalo would be better served playing man to man in this game because if they don't, then not only they're gonna have a Jamaic Chase problem, they're gonna have a T Higgins problem. So be very aware when if you if you as a better here this week, Buffalo is gonna play a lot of zone, 80-90% zone. Be even more confident in the Cincinnati plus five because T. Higgins will show up and play well. So that's another thing to look at. Uh,
0: in an offensive coordinator, has a man beater or zone beaters? So we're going to see uh, creative zone beaters. Uh, there, our guy Zach Taylor. yep, yep. is going to pull out, and then he gets to ex- execution, and we know mm-hmm. they can execute. They were in the Super Bowl uh, last year. But Josh Allen can bring him back with his feet. That's what he's going to have to do. They didn't run him last week. They didn't have to. Uh, Well, they could have lost the game. They very uh, much could have lost the game. They got a recall from the refs, as we predicted. Uh, And that helped them out. And they're going to get the call again this week. I think they're going to fail them out again. Uh, They want to build that stadium. All right. Then the last game, game that Goodell wants. Uh, Two huge hand benches to bet their team blindly. Uh, Two running teams. Dallas won its first playoff road game in 25 years. Uh, Again, Tampa Bay was in zone the whole time. They barely played man. Uh, And this zone wasn't the zone they had during the Super Bowl season where they confused people with uh, Blitzburg, where you play zone, and, you know, you drop back a defensive lineman and you rush a linebacker, you confuse the quarterback. There was no confusion. Now, what I didn't like about Dak Prescott was he locked in on receivers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wasn't reading the defense. He was just running the call the, the that was played because it was predictable. All they had to do was zone beaters. And within that zone, uh, Tampa Bay decided to take the wideouts out of the game. And Dallas said, okay, we'll beat you with our tight end. And they did, doing up and down the field, beating them with their tight end. Uh, the offensive line looks good. Pollard looks good. Uh, and they did that. They ran it basically on first and second down to give their defense rest or a safe pass. That's the other uh, thing. Cincinnati will do a safe pass to Nixon, a safe pass to their tight end. I don't see the Bills doing safe passes. They have to do they're going to have to do. Uh, their safe passes. is uh, Josh Allen running, or swing pass same there or Knox, right? S- save, you know, or t- tight end screen. Uh, Dax is going to have problems with this, uh, the defense that Lynch is going to dial up. So uh, he's going to throw some picks, some uh, turnovers that are going to be the difference. Dan Quinn is getting a staff together to go to Denver. Uh, if Brady hits a couple of plays, they cover. This is the first game I missed last week with Quinn, uh, of a coach looking for another job and be able to game plan what's in front of him. Quinn's already won a Super Bowl. He's already been a head coach. Uh, he's looking forward. And I don't know if he's going to be able to match He's going to do what Shanahan did when he was the uh, offensive coordinator for Atlanta. He already had the San Francisco job. He only brought half a game plan. Against Shanahan and that great staff, you got Anthony Lynn, the former head coach, as a running back coach. Brian Greasy, very intelligent man, as your quarterback coach. Purdy looks relaxed. He knows that Dallas is going to sit in zone. So there's not much for Purdy to read. But if you look at Purdy last week, he was looking off the safety. He was acting like he's reading the defenses. Uh, all they have to do is zone beaters, and whatever defense you're in is in the wrong run defense against Shanahan because he says he's the expert in the running game. He can run it all day, he doesn't even have to throw a pass. Uh, so I think big trouble for Dallas in the second half. I like this under 48. Because Dallas is going to have to run it. And I'm predicting, you can't predict turnovers. But in this situation, I don't think Dak's going to be able to read the the way uh, San Francisco is going to disguise their defenses. It's going to be in San Francisco, big market. They need to sell season tickets. Dallas is not going to get the call. And again, Jerry Jones is in a feud with Dodell. He doesn't think Dodell should be paid the money he's paid. And who controls the refs? Dodell. And it's not illegal for them to make a bad call on purpose because they have a fiduciary responsibility to the league to make the league money. So they're going to get the calls. They're starting a backup quarterback, not going to take many chances. But I do see the Dallas defense wearing down in the second half. So give me San Francisco. Uh, minus the four, under 46 in San Francisco's second half What do you think, Scott?
1: I'm going to it better myself, yeah, and, and I'll add on to this. The reason why the NFL wants San Francisco in the MC Championship game, San Francisco opened up the playoffs on Saturday at home. Dallas yeah. played Monday night against Tampa Bay. Dallas flew from Dallas to Tampa Bay to play the game. Right. Played Monday night, game ended early Tuesday morning, had a flight back Tampa to Dallas, and Friday will leave Dallas to San Francisco. You can't ask athletes to do that and expect to win and succeed in the NFL. I'm 100% with you on this. I think the NFL wants San Francisco in the championship game based on those facts. I'm taking San Francisco minus the four under the forty six. Dallas is taking a huge step up in class in this game. They will not be able to do as nearly as much as they did against Tampa Bay. And I'm with you. I'm taking the San Francisco second half flank. Cause I think San Francisco is just going to run the ball and Dallas is going to be so tired. They're going to say enough. We're done. Right. You won the game. <laughs> We're going home. That's it. So I'm with you hundred percent. This is this pick right here is the the one I am most confident in this weekend is San Francisco over Dallas this week. So yeah.
0: and they had eighty percent humidity in the second half.
1: Yeah, in Tampa
0: uh, with helmets on or whatever, they depleted. They're going to be so dehydrated. Yep, and uh, that's crazy, right? Doesn't seem fair. No, nope. uh, to have two extra days rest because these are professional athletes.
1: And Shanahan is the type of coach that knew Dallas was going to beat Tampa Bay, right. and probably had already started preparing for them after the game was over on, on Saturday. So he's had two extra... And Lynch
0: on defense.
1: And Lynch uh, on defense, yeah. Yep. Don't
0: think these guys, the defensive coordinators for the 49ers are really the defense. All they are are like Bellamy. They're, they are uh, following instructions and following the script that they've been given. No doubt. Right? No doubt. Uh, so, uh, man, I feel good about it, and I, It's not easy as, as we're making a look at, uh, yeah. and you're not getting the information—totally, completely different information—that you're getting from major media because they don't give you their record. We give you a record uh, where as authentic as you can get. This feels good. Scott is eleven and two. Nice. Uh, 11 to 77 Mm percent as a podcast we are nine and four so we want to continue want to blow that number up and clinch profit for the playoffs as we head into the championship game uh, collaboration right no man is an island Mm -hmm. Uh, it's fourth betting more than anything else uh, is collaboration so thank you scott Uh, what are your final thoughts
1: so, I, I'm looking at the sides and I'm almost positive we're going to go four and oh on the sides, which means all we need is three of the over unders to come in and the second half lines. And if we do that, we got profit this week because there's right. 10 bets that we put out there. So, that would be seven and three, which would be 70%, which would be great. And if right. we get eight and two and nine to one, that's even better. So, right. and I we will clinch profit this week. I'm almost 100% sure of that for the NFL playoffs, which is a, a great statement to make that two years in a row, we could get high 70s, low 80s for the NFL playoffs. So that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's yes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. yes. And I the
0: first year people are like, oh, you did a good in the regular season. Watch what happens to you in the playoffs because it's harder. I'm like, no.
1: Yeah, well, watch what happened. We got better. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got better. better
0: so. And then on the Sunday live stream, I actually would do a Saturday live stream. Yep. I'll come up with a, uh, a prop. Last week I came up with JPP. That cash. If we didn't add it to the total. We could have.
1: No, I look it at the prop too. I'll come up with a couple too. All right.
0: So I like you don't have to pay action sports, any money, $1,000. Uh, get the information for us. We always do our research. Number two rule of betting is always do your research. In the episode notes, I'm sure it's on YouTube as well and on our website. We got the top 10 rules of betting. I'm gonna get Scott to add some some of his maxims to that. I've been, been adding, used a maximum like once a week. Mm-hmm. Read that. It's a really good document. I've been working on it for 10 years uh, so you can make money, right? And this is an analogous to your form, okay? You're gonna invest in a business. It's the same thing we use, decision science. Uh, and it's business not philanthropy or religion or we're trying to be do-gooders or that we're nice guys. We're not necessarily nice guys. It's just that when you give one, you always get 10 back. It's selfish. It makes us feel good to see people make $28,000 like Jimmy did. People blow up their bankrolls. People who've been on us and ask questions for years. We love it. It makes us feel good. So it's selfish what we give. And like Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network.
1: That's why this fund costs not cost dollars And that goes to her. And I don't know what that costs, I think the word That's why I work for a Jews.